0: Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the Body-Mind-Spirit Connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. All right. Welcome to this week's Ask Ilse, um episode. And this week we are going to delve into perhaps a little bit more uh, tricky, tricky topic, which is how do we define cheating in a relationship? And this has, um, I've seen it come up more and more as we've begun to Um, broaden our ideas of what a relationship is and how we negotiate that, and I think that many more of us are looking to different formats of relationships like polyamorous or open relationship, um, non-monogamous in different ways, but many of us also uh, still carry within our bodies and souls kind of the imprint of uh, a basically monogamous culture. So how do we define cheating and how do we deal with it in a relationship? So if you're joining me, I'm Ailsa Kepi. I'm a somatic sex educator, amongst other things. And um, I'm doing these weekly little episodes to kind of delve into some of the nitty gritty of relationships. Because in my mind, we don't learn enough about relationshiping in our typical growing up period in our schooling, we learn math and science and English and languages, but we don't really get to learn about how to have good relationships. So today um, we're gonna delve into one of those topics. So one thing that, uh, there's a few kind of little little tips that I want to kind of throw out there. And one that I really liked, it was a quote, um, was, you know, behave in my absence as you would in my presence. And I think that um, it kind of speaks to what we consider cheating. You know, if we would behave a certain way in front of our partner, can we do that? You know, would we behave in that way when we're not in front of our partner? And if you find yourself doing things or thinking things or um, texting things when you're by yourself that you wouldn't want your partner to know about, um, you wouldn't want to tell them, you wouldn't do it in front of them, then perhaps... That is, that is something you might want to consider cheating and your partner might consider cheating. So that seems like a, a kind of a helpful guideline to kind of question yourself and perhaps your partner's actions and motivations is would they do that in front of you and be happy about that? What this What this also brings up though is, you know, kind of knowing ourselves and knowing what do we want in a relationship? And I think a lot of us, kind of enter into relationships kind of naively at the beginning thinking that of course this person who we're so in love with will understand us and they'll know when they're hurting us and they'll of course have similar views to us and why would I have to get really specific and explain all the things that you know they could possibly do wrong and you know in some ways that's true you just kind of kind of want to ride the wave of having a good relationship in that honeymoon period you don't want to be broaching them with, uh, you know, kind of assaulting them with, well, you know, if you texted somebody, I would consider that cheating. If you slept, you know, if you actually put your bits in their bits, I would consider that cheating. You know, if we did, um, if you flirt or wink at some other person across the room, I would consider that cheating. We don't often want to have these types of discussions early on in a relationship, but we get hurt and we get angry and we get betrayed. We feel betrayed we feel disappointed, we get all of those feelings in early on in relationships um, and, and later on too. So when we start feeling those things, we need to realize that that's a call for us to be really clear about what it is we want and to um, create some time and space in our relationship to actually you know, um, have conversations about what are our boundaries. Which brings me to, you know, this word boundaries, which has been thrown around all over the place recently. And, you know, I think that's great that everyone's kind of jumping on the bandwagon of let's have good boundaries, you know, state your boundaries and let, you know, don't let someone cross your boundaries. But here's the thing. For you, for us as people to even know when someone's crossed our boundary, we have to be okay with anger. So... Here's where it gets really tricky, because in our culture, we have made anger a bad emotion. And so if we're not okay to get angry, then how on earth are we supposed to stick up or notice when someone's crossed our boundary? And I speak as, you know, I'm a female in a female body. Um, I'm, uh, you know, a woman, I identify as a woman, and I've been raised as a woman. And so Women, particularly, you know, those of us in female bodies have been told that anger is not okay. You shouldn't be angry. A good girl doesn't get angry. And so if we are afraid of our own anger or where it's not okay to get angry, then we will have a really difficult time identifying or standing up for our boundaries. And so we might try all sorts of things. We might have wishful thinking that our partners will understand what our boundaries are and won't cross them. You know, we might get really passive-aggressive about that and like, oh, if they're going to, you know, hurt me, then I'll hurt them back and, you know, that'll solve the problem, of course, which it doesn't. You know, so, and this is a cultural thing. I'm not picking on um, any individual at all. And I'm, and some other gendered people or males, uh, you know, queer, whatever, may have similar uh, feelings about not being okay getting angry. A lot of men, you know, have... Anger issues. Maybe their anger comes out too much um, when they feel hurt or betrayed. And you know, the, we're just as a society not comfortable with anger. Therefore, we're not comfortable with boundaries. So, this is my first, um, you know, kind of uh, thing to think about: is you know, how comfortable are you with anger? And and this isn't the kind of like you should shout and rage and throw things at your partner if they betray you. This is like, can you feel your anger and and realize that you have felt betrayed or hurt, um, you know, or, or bitterness or all of those things and that that constitutes a boundary violation for you. Therefore, you have an opportunity to go back and look at what that boundary was for you there and then actually state it clearly in your relationship which might actually clarify a whole lot of things it might clarify that you're not in the right relationship it might clarify that other people you know your partner may not agree with you and then you have to you know have a conversation about well are we going to compromise are we going to help each other um but the anger is a kind of sentinel for when our boundaries are being crossed and i think that's one of the you know, really important things to realize is that it's all very well to, say, have your boundaries, but if you don't realize that, you know, where they are and, um, you know, and gain some skill with uh, communicating, of course, afterwards, you know, feel your anger, but don't scream and shout about, you know, the garbage when it's really not about the garbage. It's about your partner's betrayal or porn watching or whatever it is that you feel is a boundary crossing for you. So, Finding your own boundaries is about being okay with all of your emotions, especially anger. And this is some of the work that I do with clients regularly is just help them to get into their body and to start um, feeling their emotional state and, you know, integrating that into their whole person. So this is um, a great way to start looking at it because cheating really is an act of betrayal. When you feel betrayed, you've been cheated on. Now, Here's another thing to think is that if you feel betrayed and your partner has cheated on you and your understanding of what your uh, agreement was with them, doesn't always mean that they were clear about your agreement or that, you know, maybe you didn't even have an agreement. So your betrayal is true to what you're feeling, but it may not be the final answer of how you deal in relationships. So if you feel betrayed, that's a good sign that you are aware of that. But then you have to actually do the hard work of communicating with your partner to decide whether that, you know, that was discussed, uh, clarified beforehand and whether your partner actually betrayed something that they knew or whether they just overstepped a line that was never delineated by either of you. So again we're back to what is the agreement that you have with your partner and have you negotiated an agreement you know which is is hard to do uh, because it's vulnerable but this is really what relationshiping is about and you know sometimes it's easier to find someone from your ethnic background from your religious background because they do have a lot of similar understandings to you so in this modern day world where we tend to mix and match and find people from all over the place, these conversations become more and more necessary. Um, I personally uh, spent a long time married to a, a man who was from Morocco, and there were many, many, many things that we never clarified, and you know the relationship didn't last, but there were some very deep... Differences and understanding of what was a relationship and what was required to be in a relationship from both parties and how that played out So, you know, you might think oh uh, You know my partner and I understand each other, but have you actually talked about it? Um, And so this idea of betrayal is really important to understand in your body um, And to take note of and then also if you have had these discussions with your partner and decided what is a betrayal and what is cheating, and then they've gone ahead and done that thing, you know, how healthy are you to be able to say, you know, that wasn't okay, we had an agreement and you went against your agreement. Okay, now you're in a conflict relation, conflict discussion and you have to come to some kind of compromise. Depending on your background and who you are and who they are and how strong your relationship is sometimes you can recover and work through these types of betrayals and actually become stronger sometimes that's the end of your relationship and you know as an individual you may need support with realizing that you can do things on your own that you're not trapped that's a whole other conversation for another day um, but looking at you know your feeling of betrayal and noticing if it's a betrayal of an actual agreement that you have verbally agreed to with your partner, or if it's a betrayal from your expectations, and these might be unwritten expectations. And we talked about these in the last couple of weeks. How expectations can lead us all sorts of um, down all sorts of winding paths, <laughs> not really get anywhere. So if we have an expectation that if we get married, for instance you know our partner will not sleep with anyone else um and we won't sleep with anyone else that's the end of our physical relationship with other people we're now committed physically to each other then you know that's an expectation but have you actually talked about that because for many married couples especially nowadays it's becoming more obvious that that isn't an expectation and that isn't an agreement um many people are happily married with agreements that allow them to have physical, um, intimacy with other people. Maybe it's emotional intimacy where you feel your boundaries are. Um, maybe it's, you know, online texting, maybe it's porn watching, maybe it's masturbation, maybe it's, um, any sorts of things. So, you know, you really, it really requires you to, to look at that for yourself. Um, and like I said at the beginning, it's important to remember your feelings are always valid, no matter what, if you haven't made an agreement, if you have, if you haven't had the conversation, or if you had, your feelings are valid. So don't let anyone invalidate your feelings. Although you can't compel someone to adopt your personal views, you can express the hurt caused by said behavior. You can express that you've been hurt or feel betrayed. And it's a sad day when you're forced to come to terms with the fact that your partner might never provide validation or change their behavior. You know, they may not love you enough is what you might say to yourself. Well, that's not true. They may just never change their behavior because they have a different understanding of what to them is cheating and what to them is a committed relationship. And so it is, it's hard to face that your partner may not agree with you about those things. But here's the thing, you have the power to choose whether you stay with that person or you don't. And in that sense, you can move on to someone else that you might be able to have more of trust and a happier, long-lasting relationship with. So in the end of the day, if you are, you know, if you've experienced cheating in your relationship, it might end up being a really good wake-up call as to what and who you're in relationship with and you know, wake up to what you actually want and maybe either work on the relationship you're in and create something that you really want for both of you or maybe it's time to move on and find someone that you can create something with that you feel um, benefits you and empowers you to be the best person you are. So I think that's uh, kind of my overview on what is cheating. There are no particular definitions, you can't say Um, it's just this, or it's just that, it's just, you know, if you touch someone, if you wink at someone, if you have sex with someone, you can't actually define that because we all have different thresholds. We all have different understandings. So again, communication is key. And if you're interested in looking deeper at some of these issues and working on these relationshiping skills, please do reach out to me. You can um, private message. You can reach me on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. More than happy to continue the conversation with you in person. Blessings. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Elsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com.